Johnny Cage, Kenobi, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Melina, Nanook, Sabah, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fuck, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Mac, Rubble, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Go, Raicho, Dramin, Fosu's now, Tenkenshi, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Trap, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Today, very special guest. Very, very special. We got writer, podcaster, legend. You know him from Great British Bake Off, Michael Chakraverty. Michael, how are you? I'm well, I was going to do some applause for me then. Well, I can, I can loop that in later. I won't, but well, I, can. Be lovely. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that I requested legend and you put it in as well. That's great. So I'm, I'm feeling well, great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Ask and you shall receive. That's what we do here <laughs> Mortal Podcast. You know, we just, we give the people what they want. Guests, audience included. Um, well, it's, it's worth saying to start off with, uh, I have literally no idea what Mortal Kombat is. I learned that it was spelt with a K recently. Not sure what that is. Yes. Is that like a racial thing or is that like? No, just for fun. It's just for oh, fun. Oh, okay. Just to be kooky mm-hmm. with a K. Yeah, you know, it was the '90s. Um, it was uh, it was the '90s. That was it. That was just how things went, right? It was Simpler like you got to either find a way to get an X in there, or <laughs> maybe you replace a C with a K. Possibly you pop a Z in where it would have otherwise not ended right. with a Z. It was, just, right. it was just what we were doing at the time. Oh, were they in like apple bottom jeans, boots with a fur, that kind of vibe at the same time? It was. This was even like pre apple bottom jeans, pre boots with the fur. This is like I mean, ben, grunge ben, was, era. was there a pre? Was there a pre Florida? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> uh, we the apple bottom jeans. As a former Floridian myself, uh, <laughs> no, I can't think of a time. Honestly, I only realized that Florida was Florida a year ago, Mm -hmm. nearly a year ago today. Like it was in it was in May last year that I realized that he was called it was Florida. And that was the joke. I'm glad you can flag the moment that this like culture shift happened for you. (laughs) It was a big day. (laughs) Uh, I was always aware because I am genuinely from Florida. So it was. I'm so sorry. I couldn't not hear the song. Well, you know, you're actually, I will say Florida-wise, people have to jump in and go like, I'm so sorry. I will say something people don't necessarily know about Florida is it's a parfait. Every hour that you're driving through Florida, it becomes a totally different place. So like where I grew up in Florida is not recognizable from the Florida a lot of people see on the news. There's also other Floridas that people, I mean, everyone knows Miami. But like Look, North Florida in, is like in, in South. terms of the parfait, were you at the crunchy bit? Were you in like the jam, the jelly? Where I were you? I was in the jam. I was in the jam. Uh, yeah, okay. I think I, I would say in the jam because it's like Miami would be the in a parfait would be the the like the granola, right? The crunchy. There's like right. a crunchy bottom, a crunchy top in a parfait, right? There's, there's always a crunchy bottom and a crunchy top with there's the life I lead. It's exhausting, right, so, honestly. Uh, can't that move checks out. Miami, shot. Key West, definitely the crunchy bottom, and then uh, 
and then I was about an hour north of there. So I was right. I was like I would say firmly in the jam or perhaps the 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 uh, creamy base above the bottom. Oh my! I mean, I, right. I'm sure the bottom loved that creamy base. My word! <laughs> Just taking the metaphor to its logical conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> all that to say michael that you have no familiarity with mortal kombat uh, no <laughs> which which makes you a perfect candidate for the show because i think uh think of it as your mind is about to go on an adventure um, okay right in which you're introduced to a uh fantastical world beyond our world and the okay. the many beings that that make up that world and the many ways that they um dismember each other we love dismembering here in this house. We do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, have you have you like at any point really been a, a video gamer? Have you have you played video games? Um, I remember I played when I was younger. Um, mm -hmm. I played Spyro obsessively. Oh, um, phenomenal game! A phenomenal, less dismembering, but fab, mm -hmm. like fab purple yeah. dragon. Love that. Extra um, jump, square to glide. Uh, yes, yes. Um, I played uh, Crash Bandicoot. I played. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really, I loved the Harry Potter film, uh, the Harry Potter games. Um, yes, which is a shame considering that I was supporting a transphobe at the age of eight. Who knew? Um, yeah. But I really loved. I loved Grand Theft Auto actually, but I didn't like the the, the storyline of it. I just liked driving around and playing the cheats. So I got a limousine. Um, right. And uh, an Age of Empires. Was, that was that was the vehicle you went for in the game. You're like, of I gotta course. get the Okay, of course. Have you I met feel like me every, there? Every kid had that. Yeah, fair. Well, you are a legend. <laughs> you, you like you like to live in the lap of luxury. You know, the listeners can't see it right now, but you're actually sitting in a room that is platinum plated. The yeah, walls, and a, a gold a gold leaf mat. It looks really hot in there. Actually, you're sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I liked, I liked, uh, uh, I was about to say Line of Duty, that's not what it was. It was Age of Empires, because I, I, I had a cheat yes. code that had um, the cars that would, like, fire bullets from their, uh, oh, from yeah. their car doors. Like, I'm using <laughs> my hands to show, which is great for an audio medium. But they would, like, flap yeah. in, like, a really camp way, and it was They're just, seeing like... seeing it in their mind's eye. <laughs> yeah, um, Age of Empires was... Oh, and, and Roller, Roller Coaster Tycoon, all that stuff. I mean, all these okay. shows, so you, all these you things. Were, you were, like, a big gamer, but you were playing the pacifist games. Very that. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Very looking for the handsome male characters to play them for no uh, intelligible reason at the time, which sure. later became clear. Um, yeah, you're like, this guy then, seems pretty cool. And I then I found other like ways. Of, <laughs> and then I found other ways of looking at attractive men and gaming fell aside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that's the narrative. I get it. Okay, gaming was a means to an end. You know, you can see Crash Bandicoot's rippling biceps. Um, <laughs> it and was then a means once you realize to realize that. You could just Google rippling biceps. It was like, well, I don't need crash anymore. It was a mean to a very certain end, if you get my drift. Sure. I, un I completely understand. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, so, so yeah, it makes sense that, that Mortal Kombat wasn't necessarily in your, in your sphere uh, no. at the time. Despite the fact that there are definitely quite a few hunks in the world of Mortal Kombat. Well, that's good to know. Um, I might look them up afterwards. I'm going to write that down. I've actually got out, dear listener, um, dear reader, I've got out a pen and paper <laughs> so that I can take notes through this. So I'm going to write down Google rippling biceps. Do, do, do biceps ripple? They don't really, they kind of yeah. clench, don't they? I guess that's true. Well, but I'm I, can, I, don't, I guess I don't entirely know what the word ripple means in the context I'm of I'm going muscles, to say rippling biceps. 
Rippling biceps stroke abs, uh, Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat with a K. There you go. Fab. Well, the first note yeah. has been taken. I've learned something already. Look at that. And since you're writing, I will, I'll, I'll make it clear when uh, something is spelled with a K and not a C, when it otherwise would have been right. spelled with a C. Yeah. So I'll in the sure title, you get the spelling in the title right, of yeah. this one, we're looking at someone called ha- Havik. Havik. We will. We will be discussing Havik today, who uh, oh my God, it's Havik. have been waiting. It is Havik. Yep. Again, oh, I get this it. was, so Havik actually was around the era of apple bottom jeans, jeans, boots with the fur, with the fur. Um, <laughs> So that was a time the whole, which the whole club we looking were, at her. <laughs> yes, the whole club can't look away from Havoc for many reasons that we'll get into soon regarding Havoc's appearance. But um, yeah, Havoc, Havoc was a character that wasn't introduced until pretty late in Mortal Kombat. Um, so it was around like the uh, early to mid 2000s um, right. when, when Havoc showed up on the scene. So yeah, we were still like, hey, uh, Havoc the word, H-A-V-O-C, but Havoc the guy... Maybe that could be H-A-V-I-K. Mix it up a little bit. I also Maybe think... it, it could be, but should it have been is the question I, I have. Uh, hard yes for me. That's a yes for me. It is. I think, <laughs> have you, uh, have you spelt it that way ever since? <laughs> yeah, that's the only way I can spell it. Um, I see. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of writers, assistants, and script coordinators behind me pretty upset that they've had to correct that every time I turn a script yeah. in. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, people, uh, people were, we were just, here's the thing. When you set a precedent by calling your series Mortal Kombat with a K, you kind of have to continue to commit. Like the Kardashians. Yes, exactly. The Kardashians probably very much influenced by, if not directly ripping off Mortal Kombat in the way that they approach Brandon. I see. Yes. Right. Chris Jenner, the original Mortal Mortal Kombat mogul. Yes, I could see Chris Jenner representing Earthrealm uh, in Mortal Kombat, a phrase you'll come to understand shortly. Um, <laughs> but before we do start talking about Havoc in earnest, uh, there is a prompt I like to start every episode of Mortal Podcast with. Uh, I do the show in seasons, and each season is based off of the game in which those characters were introduced. This is season six. You're actually kicking off season six, Michael. Oh, um, welcome. Season six. Thank you for listening. Season six. We're talking about uh, the sixth Mortal Kombat game and the characters that were introduced in it. And that game was titled Mortal Kombat Deception. So before we start talking about Havoc, um, I would like to ask you, Michael, has there been a time in your life in which you've been deceived? Um, ooh, deception. My immediate thought was, how have they spelled deception? Is it D-I-S-S-I-P-I-T-A-I-O-N? Honestly, they just, they spelled it the classical oh, style. If it's not a hard K sound, then they're like, we don't need to mess with it. I think I was deceived in thinking I could have won Bake Off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I was catfished recently. Whoa. Which I know, right? I was livid about it. <laughs> I was like, who has the time? We're in a pandemic. There's enough going on. Um, yeah, that's just, that's really mean. That's like a hat on a hat in terms of cruelty. Yeah, yeah. but what I do, I have a, a technique is I, I should, I should probably, I'm going to have to change the technique now that I've said it out loud on, on, on here. Um, but I get people when i'm dating and talking to them on apps i get them to hold up a wooden spoon next to their next to their face and take a photo mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. because i feel like most people won't ha- that's not like an easily accessible photo like if i was to go through your camera right your camera roll right now i yeah. doubt i would find a picture of you holding a wooden spoon next to your face um, um so i go for yeah, that exactly yeah. right so i go for yeah. that uh, and especially hot people hot people don't have time to hold like wooden spoons next to their faces no, so no, no, no. so therefore the catfish won't find that picture so i therefore i'm able to, to figure it out 
But um, it's always a sad moment when you ask for the picture and then suddenly the, the, the profile disappears. So yes, I was deceived last month and I was furious about it for a good Wait, was week. That, was that what happened? So you were talking to someone on, on an app and then you asked yeah. for the photo and they just disappeared? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Maybe they just couldn't. Maybe they just couldn't find a wooden spoon. Like I'll never know. But um, it did feel. Yeah, like it was, was a hot person who was so hot they've never had to cook once in their life, <laughs> and they were humiliated because they were like, "Well, he's going to expect me to know how to do this stuff." And right. They were so humiliated they gave up on dating, deleted the whole app. Perhaps that's it. But it would have been nice if they could have told me that when they were off. The, when they were going off, you know what I mean? Right. How about you? This when were you last when was I last deceived? Shit, I didn't think about the possibility of you asking me this. Um, oh, thank you. Professional podcaster over here. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> when was I last deceived? I mean, I don't get to interact with that many people now with the whole lockdown thing and the baby. All right, here's the last time I was deceived. This is something that actually I'll, I'll say my dog has done this to me. Uh, for over 10 years, and I've never learned my lesson. But I was recently <laughs> deceived by my Chihuahua Penny, uh, who since birth has had the specific trick she does where uh, I'm eating at the table and she wants my food. So right. she goes into another room and starts barking like crazy to a degree where, especially now that I have a baby who's sometimes sleeping in the other room, I have to get up and go in there and be like, what's going on? And then she races into the room and leaps up on the table and starts eating my food. <laughs> and this happened again recently and uh i don't know when i'm ever gonna learn my lesson but it hasn't happened in over a decade so uh maybe the answer is just never the answer is just get a cat ben they wouldn't do that yeah, to you. maybe i got two dogs it's too late to go cat i'm too i'm too deep in dog world yeah it's a no i don't like i don't like being jumped on i don't want to walk myself every day never mind something else and like i'm yeah. not picking up someone else's shit for the for love of or money like i'm not doing that so dogs are a no for me i'm Listen, afraid don't knock it till you tried it you know it's pretty fun it's not i mean like I, people, some, some people are into <laughs> shit and it's just not my thing i mean there's no mm -hmm. there's no shame anywhere but yeah it's not yeah. my thing yeah just so anyone listening if you do have a, a poop thing um no shame, no judgment. You know what? Live your life. And I mean, like, more power to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the official stance of Mortal Podcast, and I assume for Michael. As <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, enough scat talk. Let's talk about <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Um, so, Michael, before I explain Havoc himself to you, I'm just going to give you just a tiny bit of knowledge on just the general mythology of Mortal Kombat, what makes it different from our world, so you can kind of understand the base fantasy lore. Um, so briefly, uh, rewind back to the dawn of time. Oh, okay. So quite, quite a, not really a brief rewind, really. It's fairly, fairly lengthy, one would say. It's all relative, yeah. Um, so the dawn of time. <laughs> there, there Sorry, were, just going to write that down. Dawn yes, of... Dawn of time. Uh, how are you spelling that? Uh, oh, d classical in the classical way, D A W N O F T I M E, which I'm realizing now would be a phenomenal title for a movie about a time traveler named Dawn. It's just like she's an average lady, and all of a sudden, yeah, we love that. She's yeah. in this time, timey wimey. That's what they say there, right? Uh, that's very Doctor Who of you, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in, we're in the we're, I'm, I'm currently in my mind's eye. I'm at the dawn of time. It's very dark. You're at the dawn of time. It's very dark. Uh, there's nothing. There's just an endless abyss. And, it's like the Bible. Uh, the, it's fab. It's very. It's Bible esque. Um, the only living beings at all are two. There are two different things going on, right? There's 
The one being a massive celestial uh, being that um, can create life and matter. Um, and the one being has created a pantheon of elder gods. So similarly, I have like a Greek pantheon of gods, a Roman pantheon of gods, um, which canonically probably look like dragons at this point in time. Okay. So the one being creates a pantheon of gods, and, he, and the one being is like, you can also create stuff. I imbue you with the power of creation. What I want you to do, elder gods, is create a whole universe for me. Um, and then, you know, you'll help me make the universe and rule over life. Seems lazy, but cool. Okay. Well, ex- that's what the elder gods thought. The elder gods were like, this guy's sapping our energy. Uh, he's making us make all this stuff. Why don't we just make stuff and rule it ourselves? So they create these important weapons called the Kami Dogu Daggers. Uh, the K-A-M-I-D-O-G-U. Kami Dogu. Uh, daggers um, daggers and they make the kamidogu daggers and they just they just fucking hack the one being in pieces they just stab them stab them stab, oh, them, stab okay. them they cut them up uh into um billions of pieces and those pieces become the many realms of reality so not planets but each piece becomes an entire universe and dimension and reality. So, um, to but give are an they example, each, are they each oh, like owned by one of the gods? Are they in charge? Do they take charge? <laughs> well, here's where things get funny. The elder gods are like, so do we split up these realms and rule over them? And they go, well, no. What we should do is we should create a pantheon of uh gods not elder gods but regular gods oh. and then have them rule over the realms for us they basically just okay. do what the one being did all over again but they're like but this time we'll be the bosses and that's better um, so so we've got pantheon of gods ruling over all the different realms and then the pantheon yeah. of elder gods sit above them because we love a hierarchy in this world yeah, if this, if this is a parfait, then the crunchy bottom is the one being, uh, uh, and then okay. the if you're going if you're going like cream above the crunchy bottom, that's elder gods, and then the jam above the cream is the uh, jam is is the is the gods. They're just called the gods. Um, so I guess flip gods that elder. hierarchy wise, where it's like technically the one being is the most powerful, and the gods are like the least powerful, but that's the order. Okay, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the elder gods create these realities, and just to make sure you understand what the they, what they're called realms in this world, um, just make sure you kind of get like the realms. Um, Earth realm is one of these realms. So we're like you know the the finger the fingernail on the pinky of the one being becomes Earth realm, and that's literally every planet we know of that exists, our entire universe, everything is Earth. Is it realm. a fingernail? Yeah, but then there's tons of other realms. There's a realm called Veternus that's a vampire realm. And again, it's many planets, universe, entire world. There's Is this realm... so that they can just basically sell new games each year and make it sound exciting? Oh, nope. Uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, they were so obsessed with the idea of story right away that like from the beginning they were like, there's this realm and they, there, there's these fighters from this realm and this realm as well. Um, basically what happens is they make all these realms, life is born on all these realms. A god is assigned to protect each of these realms. Earth realm, we got a guy named Raiden who could control like electricity. So he's very powerful. He can protect us from from any danger. Um, and then the elder gods were kind of lording over all of it, being like, okay, gods, let us know if you have any problems. We're going to enjoy watching life develop on these realms. 
And right. then what happened was inevitably the realms would over time become aware of one another and try to conquer each other because what do, what does life do uh, with, with when it discovers new uncharted territory, it tries to conquer it, colonize it, yada, yada. So right. the, the elder gods see this happening. They're like, oh, the realm of Outworld is trying to conquer the realm of Earthrealm. And if it does conquer it, they'll merge. And what they see happening is they're like, if all the realms conquer each other and merge together, the one being's back. And the one being will be pissed off at us. Right. Well, so, I would be too, to be fair. Yeah. So they're like, we have to figure out a way to give them free will, but make sure that they cannot conquer each other or if they can conquer each other it's just going to be too difficult to do and will take too long to do just quickly um, who, whose side I, I, whose side am i meant to be on decide like know how to feel i guess life i guess like the people living in these realms is so therefore I'm on, I'm on the i'm on the one being side and i'm like fuck the elder gods right yeah i'm like pro people anti gods so we're, so we're, so we're republicans like realm republicans yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, the no gods, no masters thing feels more. I would say. Uh, oh, sorry, I meant Republicans. U.S. politics, in terms of, democratic, but. Um, I meant sorry. I meant to, in terms of the actual. Yeah, I forget that Americans American politics is fucked up, and that's a technical term. But I, I yeah, meant republic in terms of like. Um, oh, respecting the republic, what it's supposed to mean. Yes, yes. The actual meaning of the word before it was bastardized, mm-hmm. but yeah, Republicans yeah, yeah, as yeah, in yeah. not wanting uh, unelected leaders. Right, yes. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I'm like pro pro the life on these realms, and then the idea of trying to control life, I'm like, eh, and the, the fact that this all started with murder of the one being, I'm like, ethically speaking, I don't know yeah. if that's cool. Um, and also in the normal world, you are a massive Republican because you, yes. you really miss you miss Trump and all that sort of I stuff. Do, you miss, you miss knowing exactly what was going on in the White House yeah. at all times, especially when he was yeah. sitting. I just, yeah. you know, I'm all about, I'm a, as a classical Republican, I'm all about small government and also the government getting to tell you what you can do with your body. Great. Wonderful. We love to see that, Ben. Honestly, me and too. Those two I mean, things are definitely the same idea. I often uh, I often look at my body and I just think, God, I wish someone would tell me what to do with this. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I wish yeah. someone who uh, doesn't know me, has never met me, and has not had any of my experiences can tell me what to do with this thing. I yeah. wish someone who was browner than me, um, but was born white, would tell me what to do more about my ethnicity. <laughs> that would be really important for me. Yeah. I was pretty nervous until you said, uh, but was born white, um, to be perfectly honest. I know. Well, I would have like, said it like Chuck no, <laughs> <laughs> Look at my surname. I feel like I'm okay here. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're, just for complete clarity yeah. to anybody listening, I do not support Donald Trump. Just so I've said that. <laughs> just so it has been put out there. Um, yeah. Not mm-hmm. a fan. Um, I'd say yeah. minus 10 out of 10. Um, yeah. Would not recommend There's- there's a single listener out there who's like, what the fuck? I thought Michael Chakraverty was on my team. Yeah. This is I'm, messed up. I'm, I'm so sorry, mate. Please don't tweet me. I get enough of that, honestly. Uh, yeah. Uh, I tweeted about poppers last week and I got lots of shit, for God's sake. Anyway, we should be poppers, talking about... Really? Yeah, yeah, people were like, you're disrespecting the sewing bee, which is like the bake-off, but for sewing. And I was just like, babe, get a grip. They're talking about rimming things all the time. They've had enough of this. Anyway. I will say, I was recently watching the pottery version of Oh, Bay-Hub, my God. Uh, and that one. is the horniest show on television. 
it is star. better it is better than bake off by a thousand miles their wide rims and like the, how dirty their fingers get when they are rimming oh my word yeah. there was a, no a I, I got i got a pottery wheel and a kiln um because of that show, <laughs> it took one oh, episode. To be like, okay, I'm obsessed. Um, and the judge that cries when he's so when he's proud and happy. Oh, yeah, that's masculinity. That's that right there. Keith Briar Jones, absolutely. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. Huge fan. Um, Sorry, we're talking and, about realms and, uh, and there's beings. realms. There's realms. There's gods assigned to each realm. Um, and oh, the, so this is actually won't have anything to do with Havoc's story um, because he kind of came after this mattered, but. Because I would love for you to know this, uh, the way that the, the phrase "mortal combat" actually has meaning in this world. Um, so the elder gods were like, "How do I stop these realms from conquering just to be, each just other?" Just to be clear, Ben, it also has meaning in this world. Like, yeah, it has meaning combat. in every reality. Yeah, I mean, words have meaning. If that's kind of your job, so I'd assume you knew that. But like, mortal combat Fair. means something in this world. <laughs> nah, as, as, I write well. cartoons. Words are meaningless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, basically they were like, we have a great idea, a way to stop the realms from merging with each other too fast. Um, we'll create a fighting tournament called the mortal Kombat tournament. And we'll make it a rule that your realm is only allowed to merge with another realm. If you defeat them in 10 mortal Kombat tournaments in a row. Um, and the, the people that fight in the tournament will be decided by every generation. There will be a batch of champions of that realm, chosen warriors and if another realm challenges your realm, the champions will be the, they have to, the God who protects the realm will find the champions and then they'll make them fight in the tournament to protect uh, the realm from getting conquered. Okay. So just uh, under the, under the understanding that this is all stupid, um, (laughs) has Suzanne Collins, writer of the Hunger Games, just lifted this storyline? Okay. So you're getting it. Yeah, absolutely. The Hunger Games is a blatant ripoff of Mortal Kombat. Right. Um, which any so true combat Kat- head knows and has but, known. And Katniss was spelt with a K, so I mean, she, like Suzanne knew it's, what she was doing. It couldn't be more obvious. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. I think I think I understand it. I just kind of think I think the biggest question I have is why, and the second mm-hmm. question I have is if you don't want them to to merge, don't yeah. put in place a system by which they could merge. You know, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and that does sound more efficient. It does. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but also, if someone said to me, "If do you do you want these two mer- these two places to merge?" and my my response was no, and then they mm-hmm. said, "Here's a system that you could use to help them to merge," I would also say no. Yeah. So I feel like hindsight is twenty twenty, but also sense like being being sensible is twenty twenty as well. Yeah, that um, you know, that does make sense. Uh, who can I but, who can I write to? Who do I write to? Okay, so I would say, uh, so there's actually been some recent debate as to who came up with the concept of the ten tournaments. But I'm going to say it was one of the writers of Mortal Kombat, either four or uh, Mortal Kombat Five Deadly Alliance that you would you would need to speak to. Deadly Alliance. I'll be yeah. writing a strongly worded letter because, I mean, mm-hmm. I get that this might be one of the founding principles of this of this game, but mm-hmm. it's a stupid principle, yeah. and I want to talk about it with them. Yeah, I think I think a big chunk of it is there's something to do with the idea of free will and like all that stuff, but um, it's all false because you're still kind of being controlled. So whatever. Uh, so when you're playing Mortal Kombat, do yes. you get to choose which realm you're from? You kind of do. Yeah, every game has like a batch of fighters. Not every game has fighters from every realm, 
Um, but in theory, for the most part, at the beginning of the series, at least, you're playing through one of those Mortal Kombat tournaments um, as fighters representing those different realms. That said, by the time Havoc chose to get involved in the larger narrative of Mortal Kombat, um, the idea of tournaments was kind of pushed aside as uh, the stakes had really been raised to near apocalyptic levels. And Havoc, as a character, as we will come to learn, um, really likes to uh, bend the rules wherever possible. Uh, so um, we won't hear a lot about tournaments today. Um, but oh, I'm, glad we spent, I'm glad we spent a good 10 minutes learning about them then. That's really mm -hmm. great. It was worth it, trust me, because, you know, uh, your life is now enriched for having learned about it. Enriched or past, some would say, yeah. Yeah, it would, some would argue it's time lost, and those people, in my opinion, are but fools. Perhaps we could agree that it's time that has been spent. Yes, it, I think we could definitely agree that the time has been spent on learning about the Mortal Kombat tournament. Yeah, okay. Can't wait for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, here's where things get real fun. So we've been talking about all these different realms, and they all kind of have their own thing, right? Right. So the realm we're going to be spending a lot of our time in today is the Chaos Realm. Oh, so there, there was a bang when you said Chaos Realm, which was quite exciting as well. It was kind of yeah. atmospheric. It's probably because I just ye I yelled it into the microphone because uh, <laughs> I got really excited. I've been waiting to talk about the Chaos Realm for a long time. Chaos so with a K. Uh, actually, it's with a CH. Do you know what? <laughs> like, if they were going to commit to the stupid misspelling thing, they should fucking do it. <laughs> I've had enough. It does. It does really feel like a situation in which it was kind of a no-brainer here, right? Like, I mean, like the next trial is going to be Chaos Kardashian. The, the, the Kardashians are going to get there first. And it's going to be embarrassing. Like for, Chaos yeah. Kardashian actually kind of rules. And they oh, do you know do what? I'm actually into that. If, if they take that, just so everyone knows, I made that decision on Sunday the 16th of May, 622 BST. Just in mm -hmm. case they take it, that's been copyrighted here. It's my idea first. Because ideas yeah. can be copyrighted, right? That's how it works. Wouldn't it be awesome though? Like, here's the thing. If I was ever like crazy famous like the Kardashians and uh, and was like, Everyone's listening to everything I say. I, I totally would be like, my next child is named Chaos, and uh, she is a harbinger. And I would not explain myself any further. Right. <laughs> and then just allow many years to pass with like, a harbinger of what? What's Chaos Kardashian going to do? I'm, I'm, I don't know if I should be afraid or excited. And then... Um, you know, it really and then, and then literally again. nothing would happen, and that would, yeah. and the chaos would would reign because nothing had happened. Yeah, I like that. That's a Ch cool vibe. Chaos Kardashian inevitably just winds up in therapy because she's like, I don't know what I'm <laughs> supposed to do. Um, <laughs> funny enough, that actually that narrative will be uh, a part of the story today. Um, <laughs> you'll see. So, so okay. So, Chaos Realm initially wasn't called Chaos Realm. I don't know what the original name is. That has been lost to history. But it was kind of a normal realm of like humans living in uh, just a, a dimension with trees and plants, its own kind of like life right. forms. Um, the god who was assigned to protect this realm, however, all of the gods that protect the realms kind of have their one like power, you know, not unlike like the Norse gods and the... And, yeah, and the, it feels heavily borrowed from Scandinavia, but cool, go on. Yeah, yeah. some would say Scandinavia borrowed from Mortal Kombat. So um, the... <laughs> The god was assigned. Yeah, I, I was, I was laughing at the joke. Sorry, I was, I was laughing quietly, and I realized that for a podcast again, not very useful. <laughs> no, they, they know, and sometimes it's what it merits. Is a, is a light. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, 
Okay, so the god who was assigned to protect this realm happened to be a god of chaos. And as right. soon as he, or as soon as life kind of like really got going and society had formed, he was like, "Hey guys, I'm going to do something called the Tempest." And they were like, "Sorry, the what?" And he went Shakespeare. Oh, they, they, they clearly hadn't read Shakespeare. I mean, that's, that's yeah. Shakespeare. That's all that is. If they just if they I were mean, just a bit more literate, they'd be fine. I think Shakespeare borrowed fairly liberally. From Mortal Kombat lore. Yeah, yeah, it's a real chicken and the egg question. It's like, when when did this happen? So he goes, I'm going to do something <laughs> called the Tempest. And they're like, what's the Tempest? And he's like, it's an event. And they're like, an event where like what happens? And he's like, oh, this. What will I wear? We love an event. <laughs> yeah. What do we wear to the Tempest? What are we wearing at the Tempest? Um, basically, the Tempest winds up being him exploding the realm and driving oh. everyone there um, mad. Uh, and from that day forward, the realm became known as Chaos Realm. It, it's literally a dimension where all of uh, land is just like chunks of rock floating through a colorful, empty space. Um, so I'm, imagine I'm that you're currently like, I'm picturing, uh, you know, Mario Kart, the Rainbow mm -hmm. Road. Yeah. So currently we're on the Rainbow Road, but with like added rock and people like being mad everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of like imagine that you took the Rainbow Road and you just blew it up with dynamite. And uh, so everyone's standing on just a chunk of the Rainbow Road floating through space. Right. And there's no stability in your life for your society because everyone's just living on basically meteors floating through space. Right. What, what are they eating and how do they go to the toilet? Do they, go, do they go to the toilet off the side of the meteors or like... Well, Michael, you're asking the right questions here. Do people have the, bladders in Mortal this is Kombat? The, this is the Chaos Realm. In the Chaos Realm, people talk backwards they say oh, goodbye so like when they mean like, hello they probably eat poop and then they barf you know raspberries out of their mouth um they uh they're so is this like, just, is this like christopher nolan this is christopher nolan tenet yeah this is going on. tenet i would say very much influenced by the narrative of mortal kombat deception oh, so, so, Christo so christopher realm. nolan norse mythology mm -hmm. and shakespeare all inspired by uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Ah, yes. fascinating. Cool. So, mm -hmm. but you know what? It's really nice to see something that links those three things because I've often wondered and it's it's great that yeah, I finally like, found the thing. There's something here. There's definitely yeah. something tying yeah. them together yeah. and I can't tell quite. And now, yeah. oh, and also Mario Kart. I forgot to mention that as well. There's been yes. there's so many, this is actually a, quite an affirming experience um, yeah, realizing so. how much has been brought together. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really reassuring to know there's actually more at play, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we've all yes. felt lost at points during this last 18 months. And I think this is really yeah. nice, a grounding moment to kind of bring me back to myself, you know? That's what we do yeah. here on the shows. We bring clarity and stability. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, it's fucking bullshit, but sure, go, go, go <laughs> off. They're talking backwards, but they're not actually talking backwards. They're just saying mm -hmm. the opposite thing to what they mean. Well, here, I'll give you a pretty good example. And this is, this is canon. This is mentioned specifically in okay. the games. With a K? Um, the uh yes no canon um, with a c. it's canon with a, a, a ck oh. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is a game the like most popular game and sport in chaos realm is called everybody run around and it's where everyone runs around aimlessly and nobody wins or loses <laughs> well that's that's kind of like any sport in britain from my perspective that's what football is that, is, is that really. what cricket is i've been wondering <laughs> uh, you're asking the wrong audience ben to be honest oh, when i played okay. when i played when i played sport at school we used to play football at primary school they 
the, they wouldn't let me play and they made me be a goalpost instead. So I had to sit on oh, the sit. No. It was me on one side, there was a jumper on the other, people would kick balls at me. Wait, a goalpost? Yes. Not the goal, yes. the goalpost? No, the goalpost. I sat, I sat, there was a jumper on one side, <laughs> the goalie in the middle, and then me on the other side. And people would kick balls at me and I wasn't interested in balls until much later in my life. And it just wasn't a great experience for me. I, uh, so, so sports ain't the one. <laughs> why why couldn't they just get do you know why? what maybe chaos realm was created by a gay man because that's what we think sport is it's just people running Fair. around for no Everybody reason running around. yeah that's what maybe that's what it is maybe chaos <laughs> realm was i mean it's, it's people are, people are shitting everywhere gays do that it's got uh mm-hmm. everything's rainbows gays love that yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah things are backwards i love that yeah i've decided so, this so is, this chaos is a, realm is is the gayest realm of all I'm claiming it for the LGBTQ community. Uh, the Chaos Realm is ours. Um, love that. Jealous. Communi- community uh, with a K, just I to be clear. I love the Chaos Realm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> community. Got it. Uh... <laughs> <It's> stupid. <laughs> oh, it's good. So, uh, not unlike our world these past 18 months, just to really ground this um the tempest was uh an event so unforeseen and so uh traumatic that everyone got collective amnesia kind of lost their minds and just started worshiping chaos it became the religion of the realm and uh and the thing that drove everybody in addition this chaos that came to the realm it made everyone uh difficult to possibly impossible to kill so because they embraced chaos everyone the whole culture here was like individualities they were scarring themselves tattooing themselves and just to bring it back to havoc havoc is a person who ripped off the skin on the entire lower half of his face uh to really bring individuality oh like um, the joker and, so a bit more chris chaos. nolan in there yeah yeah i mean again like borrowed fairly liberally um but to be a little more specific havoc quite literally is just skeleton below uh the well can we just be quickly we should should be quite clear if you were to rip off your skin it wouldn't just be skeleton Mm -hmm. so he's got a bit be muscle and sinew yeah he 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 kind of picked at it and got the muscle and the sinew out of there and it's just like like when you get something stuck in your teeth you know you have to like properly like squeak right yeah yeah he he got a water pick and he just went to town just right yeah yeah is it clean or is it dirty um, it's, it really depends, I guess, on the artist's, uh, depiction so I'm thinking, that I'm just thinking about, comic. like, yeah. I'm thinking about your morning routine, and if you've got to brush the entire lower part of your bone structure, that's going to take a fucking mm. long time, isn't it? Like, it will. You'd have to get up a good Jeez. couple of hours early yeah. to, to clean all that. Honestly, though, I bet it would be, like, satisfying. Like, you could make a pretty good business, I think, on Instagram making satisfying videos of you, like, brushing your entire mandible. Yeah, but um, then would it would it be like and also the, the bit between where the skin touches the bone? Like, is that still yeah. raw? Like, like if you were like mm. rub soap on it, would it sting? Like when you get hand sanitizer in a cut, or like is it just it's like probably is it... scabbed over by this point? But uh, at the he's same the time, he's Havoc crunchy. is such a yes, he's crunchy like a parfait. Um... <laughs> crunchy top, the fa- the most <laughs> famous crunchy top, Havoc. Yeah. He's got a crunchy top for sure. He's definitely a crunchy top. And uh, <laughs> I'd say too, like, because he worships chaos so much, it's also possible that he just every day, like, rips the scab off and is like, yeah, I love to this. feel something. Like when you're like, <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you get, like, when you get a hand sanitizer in the cut and you're like, ooh, it's a good hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just, he just gets that every day. Maybe, yeah, I get it. I relate to it. It's, it's very it camp. Be. 
It is. He's high. Oh, Havoc is like the highest of camp. Honestly, everything is about putting on the show and just like being. A, it's. Uh, it's. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it, but Havoc is probably the campest of all the combatants. So, so they all worship chaos. They are really powerful because of that. They love to like mm-hmm. express their individuality, and yes. they have like the campest of camp leaders. So, this is the LGBTQ community. Big time, yeah. Big time. Um, and just a couple extra details. Uh, they've developed high-tech portals so they can travel from rock formation to rock formation. They're a little floaty right, rock right. world. Um, so they can and, go visit uh, Luigi sometimes if they want to. Yes, they can see Luigi. They can see Waluigi. They can see Toad, uh, Princess Peach, Mario. They're all there. No one really cares about Mario, do they, really? It's all about Princess Peach for me. Or like the wee mushroom yeah. Toad. Yeah, hey, oh, Toad's the best. <laughs> right, yeah. Isn't he the uh, cutest? He's so sweet. When he gets excited as yeah. well, oh, God bless him. Mm-hmm. He just, he gets so excited, he's a little, yeah, it's great. Oh, that, that was really good. Uh, you should know? hear my wife's impression. My wife does like the most pitch perfect impression of Toad, but it has to be at such a volume that it really hurts your ears. But it's, ah, I see. Yeah. Um, Oh, one other detail, the only the last one that's important to know for Chaos Realm, they uh, worship water and they consider it sacred because it is fluid and holds no shape and thus does not uh, bow to order. It's chaotic. I would say I would say gays, gays worship water. It's very important to them um, in certain circumstances. So I would, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I see, you know, you've, you've got uh, getting your beach bod ready for summer when you want to be at the beach. Um, that wasn't what I was referring to, but pool. sure. Uh, water-based lubricant. Um, I was talking about, about douching, but I mean, we're there. Got I mean, it. They all got yeah. it. You with us? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Water fills many <laughs> roles. It, it certainly and fills many roles. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I all listen to this straight uh, because if they are, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, why? No, it's, it's, listen, this is all just filling in details about Chaos Realm and the LGBT community. It's, it's lore. And that's what people yep. listening to the podcast are looking for is lore. And as an important piece of lore, uh, in the community, it's worth knowing on the show. Yeah. And they're both the same thing, aren't we? They're really like, it's the same thing. Yes. <laughs> so Havoc, Havoc is a cleric of chaos. So he's a, he's a bit of a priest in the world of the right. Chaos Realm. Um, in that he worships chaos and his job is to basically spread more chaos. I um, forget, is Havoc one of the gods? Havoc is not a god, um, but certainly has ambitions of attaining more power so that he can spread chaos further. There is a god of chaos. He's never mentioned. So if I had to guess, he died doing the Tempest. Maybe he like... Many basically suicide bombed himself to create a realm of chaos because it seems like there's no one at the wheel in the chaos realm Um, but maybe that's why maybe he just he was like now i'll do nothing and disappear or maybe havoc killed him possibly i mean generally speaking though havoc's kind of just like a civilian of particularly high ranking in a realm where there is no real like order like a cult like a cult leader looking at a cult leader yeah like the guy it's who made everyone drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. yeah, he's the Kool-Aid man. The right, guy who made everyone drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Sorry. Oh, my yeah, references yeah. are a bit sporadic. I'm so sorry. Drink it. <laughs> I mean, apologizing for being sporadic on a show where I had to explain a fighting tournament that was created at the dawn of time stop realms from merging so you'd understand a man who believes in nothing. So it doesn't yeah, matter. No. <laughs> I, I, I take it back. I'm normal. You're crazy. We're fine. Thank you. So... Uh, <laughs> Chaos Realm naturally 
at the time that we meet Havoc in our story, uh, Chaos Realm has naturally been at war for years um, with Order Realm, <laughs> which is a realm. Uh, a Sounds realm like a really fucking only, boring realm. Only, it's shit. It's the worst realm. Yeah. It sucks. I'm not looking forward to talking about the characters. Is it like the beginning of Dorothy, um, like like Dorothy's home in black and white Kansas? That's what Order Realm is, but Chaos is like the yellow brick road, Mm -hmm. but with with less flesh. Ironically enough, Order Realm is also a bunch of floating things that people live on. The difference between Chaos Realm and Order Realm is that in Order Realm, it literally looks like one of those neighborhoods where every house is completely identical. One of those planned neighborhoods. I kind of like them. There's something soothing about that. Ugh, it makes me anxious. I don't like it. I got to well, see I mean, a lot of greenery. Everything makes me anxious. And then I'm <laughs> Fair. Ditto. Uh, and I'm Jewish, so it's in my DNA. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, Order Realm sucks. Here's the thing that I do really like about the storytelling in Mortal Kombat. Order Realm uh, has order to a degree where uh, they have a water shortage, which is why they are attacking. Or basically, order sucks and it doesn't work for anyone. So the Order Realm uh, has invaded Chaos Realm in particular to take their water um, because they're like, we don't have any, so we're going to invade. We heard that there are WMDs in in Chaos Realm, so we're just going to go there to check that out. And if we get some water while we're there, hey, what a nice uh, benefit. So, uh, So Havoc is engaged in this war with the Order Realm. uh, And in the midst of this war, a young man approaches him named Shujinko. And Shujinko says, hey, Havoc, I'm not from Chaos Realm. I'm from Earth Realm. I'm going through all of the realms on a quest. Uh, the Elder Gods have sent me on a quest to find the Kamidogu daggers. Um, this basically it, makes me think like, of the, it makes you think of the Harajuku girls. So every time you say yeah. it, I sing it as Gwen, <laughs> Stefani's, in my, Gwen Stefani's in my head. Um, yeah. Just so you know what's going on whenever you say those words. Yeah, these are my Kamidogu girls. Um, so Shujenko's <laughs> so, so, so off looking for the, for the Harajuku girls. Yeah, Shujenko's collecting the, the Harajuku girls um, from the many realms. Basically, he's like, this ball of light came to me one day in Earthrealm and said, hey, I come here on behalf of the Elder Gods. The, uh, the Kamidogu daggers that were used to create the realms years ago are hidden within the realms themselves now, and I need you to collect them. And so he goes to Havoc and is like, Chaos Realm has a Kamidogu dagger and I need to find it. Would you help me? Havoc says, I will help you. But in exchange, I want you to take these Chaos Pendants. um, Go sneak up on the garrison of Order Realm soldiers that have invaded us and put the Chaos Pendants around their necks, which will drive them insane Ah, um, and stop them. Yeah, it'll make them campy and stop them from invading the realm. We're so busy like... Chaos, baby. Let me say, let me say, step kicking that they won't notice him sneaking in behind. Precisely. I mean, honestly, that's, like, that's exactly that's exactly. They're just doing like a box. They yes. do a box step and they're so focused on their feet that he yeah. can't sneak in. They'll be grapevining so hard that. Uh, yeah. it's <laughs> Have you seen the Book of Mormon, the musical? Oh yes, yeah. There's a there's a moment where they like do two claps, and the lights go mm-hmm. off. Then they do two claps again. And they're all wearing like glittery sequined waistcoats and like got like canes. So they're all doing like that. In my head, the lights go off. They put the, the chaos pendants on. The lights come back on, and they're all like going for it, like full on yes. going for it. They're in sequins, and their skin has also been flayed. Um, yeah. Oh, cool! How fast? Chaos Realm, baby. 
<laughs> sequins and sequins and skinless people. Uh, uh, uh. So Shujenko <laughs> has like crept into the castle. Has uh, she got yeah. the Harajuku girls? Uh, he well, he succeeds in in getting those chaos pennants on there. He succeeds in helping wow. Havoc get the Order Realm out. And Havoc's like Shujenko, you're my buddy now. I appreciate it. Here, let me help you get the Kamidogu dagger. Good luck with the oh, rest sweet. of your mission. Yeah, it's like Havoc, a buddy show. You know, it's like Shrek. Like, it's it's like, exactly like Shrek. Like Shujenko is Donkey, right? And Havoc is Shrek. Naturally. Oh, that's cute. Yes. That's lovely. And yeah, and like an onion, Havoc is constantly peeling back his layers. In this case, his, skin, <laughs> his muscles. Oh, that was a deep reference. That was very good. I liked that. That was very quick. Well, as a as a DreamWorks employee, it's my job to uh, <laughs> be able to reference. I'm literally no joke right now, Michael. I'm sitting across from my one year anniversary uh, trophy that DreamWorks sends me, which is just a statue of Shrek sticking up one finger. Oh, that's um, so cute. No, oh, we love Shrek. What a film. Actually, no, we love Shrek too. That's the pinnacle of all films ever. Oh, made. man. The yeah. I Need a Hero montage is so oh, fucking good. Right? In that movie. Honestly. Yeah. And I've never fancied a Prince Charming more. French, who does the voice of. Uh, I think it's it Jennifer Saunders. Saunders. Yeah, Saunders. Yeah. Um, mm. Honestly, Shrek 2 is the best film there is the end. I have to agree with you. Um, I will say this is a slight well, sidebar. Um, my grandma uh, used to call me periodically and say, uh, you got to make a good movie. And I was like, I'm working on a grandma. And she would say, they just don't make them like they used to. And I would say like, oh yeah, and that, definitely. You mean like Clark Gable movies, obviously, and like African Queen. She'd be like, no, no, no I mean like Shrek. <laughs> my grandma I mean, was the biggest Shrek stan. She loved Shrek so much. I'm on board with your grandma. We love to see yeah. it. I, I haven't watched three and four because I don't want I don't want two to be ruined. Like sure, I'm happy to stay where I am. Yeah. Do you know what? As a quick campsite note, while we're doing them, Shrek the Musical is so iconic. Shrek has, the Musical is so deranged. I love it so much. It has it has no right to be anywhere near as incredible as it is. Like the songs, yeah. iconic. The, the the dialogue, camp. The set, the staging, incredible. Like it's it the knows fart exact- number where Shrek oh, and the princess are. Oh my god. Fart. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it. I think what I like about it is it, it, it knows exactly what it is, and it knows why it's there. It knows what it's gonna do. Yeah. Oh my god! Shrek the Musical, ten out of ten, and it's on Netflix as well. Like what? It more is. Could you you could watch it, listener. You could watch it on Netflix right this second. And Shrek it's got um, it's got Sutton Foster in it as well. Who we just it does. We love we, Sutton. Oh, Sutton is oh god. She really I, is. Can the we? Best. Can we just? Should we, can we? Shall we do a second podcast just about Seven Foster? Honestly, uh, like, I could, but you'd probably want to do it with my wife, who is. Uh, so she's going to be. She's going to be doing anything goes in London. Um, hopefully, really? once the pandemic's over. Yeah, and like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my uh, god, man. <laughs> That's um, that is one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh. Uh, my, my, uh, one of my fondest memories of my brief stint doing musical theater in high school was the time that my best friend and I got cast as the two male leads in anything goes and basically just took the show over. <laughs> um, and it was just the most fun I've ever had. That's of course for listeners who know Walter Holman, who has been on the show before, uh, the episode where we covered the Ninja Smoke, who, um, that is actually probably, I would say, one of our other most LGBTQ uh, friendly episodes and that uh, we revealed and discovered on the show that Smoke 
definitely had a uh, a relationship with Sub Zero, one of the other most iconic. And also, ninjas ninjas are the most gay because you just don't see them, and then suddenly, pow, they're there. It's like us when we all come, yes. out the, come out the closet. Like suddenly, oh my god, there's a gay here, and there wasn't before. You know, very ninja, very ninja. Yes, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I do, yeah. I do highly recommend. I think you would enjoy the smoke episode because it is a. Uh, a lot of camp, a lot of ninja stuff. You got demon possession, and then you've got a great unrequited romance between two ninjas. Oh, fab! We we love we love a demon possession. It's got all the greatest hits. Yeah, very very charmed. Oh, remember charmed. Uh, R.I.P. That was a good time. I it was, didn't but watch then a also, lot of charmed. I did yeah. think was it Alyssa Milano was on that one, right? Uh, pass. I don't know their names. Um, I, it was my. I childhood. just remember having a crush on one of the the charmed witches, but I don't remember which. Which, it was. Which, 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 which was which? I want to say it was her. <laughs> yeah, I might be mixing well, it up with practical magic. Also has a possession seed. Um, so we were back. Where? What were we talking about before I got, before I got to Shrek? We oh yes, we've got the we've got Shijenko, his donkey. Yeah. yeah. Um, so years pass in the chaos realm after Shijenko leaves, and then one day Havoc oh, finds did, did out. Did get the Harajuku girl? Yeah, he got it. Havoc was like, oh, yeah, I think I think he's like, go to the end of that labyrinth. There's a pool of water that ages you, reach into it, and you'll get the Kamidogu dagger. That's where we keep it in our realm. And uh, and Shujinko was like, cool, man, thanks. And then they said oh, goodbye, cool. and that was it. Oh, quite a short pass. buddy movie then, quite a short one. Yeah, it was like a you scratch my back, I scratch your situation, and it worked okay, out for cool. everyone involved. Very gay. We love scratching backs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not? Do you not mean literally scratching back? Because I feel like everyone likes to. Oh, I don't like my back, but, but no, not really. No, okay. not Got for it. me. It's more of the concept of reciprocation. I understand. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> so years pass, and then Havoc finds out that uh, this necromancer called the Dragon King Onaga, quite literally a dragon man, um, has been resurrected in uh, another realm called Outworld and is on his way to conquering all of the realms at once with an unstoppable undead army. Um, cool. And that would end life and reality as we know it. Um, right. Which I'm assuming Havoc, is bad. That's bad for sure. Havoc yeah. finds out he's doing it with the power of the Kamidogu daggers. And he's like, wait, what? I thought I gave Shujinko the Kamidogu daggers. Turns out Shujinko had been manipulated by this guy, Dragon oh, Naga, poor donkey. Been deceived. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so Havoc is like, oh, cool. Well, now all of reality is going to end. That's bad in my opinion, because this is, <laughs> what he, this is what he says specifically. He says, if all of the realms are destroyed, it would end the never-ending turmoil of life, which is chaos. So I can't let the world end. So I have to stop this Onaga guy. From right. and, so, and so now we are stuck in Britney Spears' music video for Till the World Ends. Exactly. Exactly right. right. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I just need visuals and like that's where just the I am, and that's the visuals. Yes. Yeah. Where I am so, is an excellent four minute music video. It really first off, every music video should be four minutes. Agreed. Every music video should have a mid music video uh monologue, which Britney Spears always excelled at. Absolutely. Um, also, latest latest scene in uh, late greats like Taylor Swift, who would say, um, "Oh, I'm so sorry. The old old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. 
And then we go back to the song again. I mean, that was just, I mean, that a game changer. In any music video ever. I think I perhaps so one of the best moments in my life. I don't think I've ever shrieked yeah. quite as loudly as when I listened to that song for the first time and dropped my phone and had to rewind it to check that was what she said. And then a music video, which is, <laughs> which is in the bath with that metaphorical one dollar. I mean, oh God, what a queen. We stand until we die, honestly. My, um, my favorite thing, I do direct from time to time. My favorite thing to do, period is a music video or the story. It's just the most fun thing to do. Uh, I can completely, I would I can completely say imagine. Literally no one excels at it nearly as well as any pop starlet of the of her era. We're looking at Taylor. We're looking at Gaga. Do you know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. no one tells a story like Gaga and Telephone, that underrated True. hit that we, have st- we are still yet to see performed live by both parties. I feel robbed by Wait, that. Really? But- I, I believe so. I don't think I've seen it. Do you know what? I'm going to Google oh. it now while we're on the podcast. going to Google it. I don't want to get my gay references wrong. You, you Google, and I'll just kind of reset a little bit where we're, where we're oh, at. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Well, it's, it's efficiency. Uh, so Havoc is like, first off, I got to stop the Dragon King Yonaga. Um, okay. But, but uh, separately, Havoc is like, also, I bet if I ate that guy's heart... I would have the power of necromancy and that would be awesome because it would throw out of balance um, the order of life and death. So I would love to have necromancy abilities. Oh, that would be pretty chaotic. So, oh, so, so Havoc is eating the heart of he wants Dragon, to eat the Dragon King Naga. He's like, not only do I want to stop him from succeeding with his goals, I would right. then like to eat his heart. Just a quick pause for everyone who is waiting on ten t- on like bated breath about Beyonce <laughs> and Lady Gaga. They have not, they have not performed it. Um, but to swiftly move on from the heartbreak, we're going to talk about the eating of somebody's beat. I'm assuming still beating heart so that they, they can. Have not performed it. That no, isn't that? Sorry, probably, do you know what? I feel like there's there's a, a story happening there. There's a reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there probably like, is. Perhaps some shit Maybe went down we in the elevator. I don't think that you and I can do that here. Um, I don't but know. I mean. Are we into Maybe manifesting? I believe in manifesting. Listen, I believe in manifesting. Here's the thing. I tweeted that my dream blunt rotation of Great British Bake Off contestants would include you, and now here we are. That's true. Who else would be on it out of interest? Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I think I had Selassie on there. Of course. And, uh, he gave me a good recipe the other week, actually. I was struggling for a recipe, and he Instagrammed me one, which was dreamy. Mm. Well, now I want that recipe. We'll talk about that um, who else was on it? It was, uh, oh, man, I'm trying to remember now. Who pressure, I put on right? my own dream blunt rota- rotation? Yeah, it's the pressure. It's like once I'm put on the spot, then it's like shit, shit. Well, now <laughs> I have to Google to find out who was on it, or else I'm just gonna. I mean. For, well, first off, I want to know who you've smoked weed with from the Great British Bake Off. Oh, I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> <laughs> Very reckless. Sure. Twitter, Bake Off Blunt. Let's see what's Yeah, um, now... Oh, uh, here it is. I see you. Okay. I see you. Okay, uh, okay. You've, you Who'd have said... Selassie, me, Elena. Yes. Stand and, by that. And Flo, I believe? Mm, yes, it was Flo. Yes, mm-hmm. and you and you didn't put Lottie and Val in, which is interesting. Lottie was really close to right. getting in there. She was honestly who like, would, "Who would you take out?" It would. Put it Lottie. was between her and Flo, if I recall correctly. 
I feel like Lottie Bale. But I feel like you need the wild card of Flo in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Selassie would just be very like slow and like sleepy. Mm-hmm. It felt like a good mix. I do remember specifically somebody commented that uh, they. So for me, there are a lot of people I love from the show that I would not have in my dream plot rotation because I'd be worried they'd have a panic attack. <laughs> and somebody specifically said, "Well, what if Michael had a panic attack? It feels like it could go either way. Either he'd be I'm- super fun." Or he'd get really anxious. I mean, ironically, I you chose one person who literally had a panic attack in the tent, which is yes. bad. <laughs> which I forgot until after. But it's like, but here's the thing. I just feel like it'd be a warm energy. You know, he'd be, you'd have like a really good conversation. Um, and I think someone else specifically, if I recall correctly, said, I think Michael would be the guy who like orders pizza and is the one who decides he's in charge of like ordering the pizza for everyone yes, and yes, like yeah, yeah, organizing yeah. it. And you need that person around. And I was like, that's true. I agree. That person's yeah. never me. I'm <laughs> I'm the kind of person who is like, I have to be in charge uh, while I'm sober at all times. And I don't really drink or smoke much at all. But uh, when I do, it's like, I can't, I'm, I, I can't be in charge right now. I'm out. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm a controller. I'm so not the pizza guy. So I feel like I could see it. I could see it. I don't know if I'm correct. We like, uh, we we keep getting sidetracked from eating hearts, which isn't a sentence I often say. Yeah, we've gotten but... into eating pizza when we should be talking about eating uh, the heart. So of the Havoc, King. Havoc wants to eat the Dragon King's heart so Havoc that he can like. So be Havoc spread. travels exactly. So he travels to Outworld, the realm where the Dragon King is has his like you know whole setup. Um, fun little detail: when Havoc gets there, he finds this guy named Cabal. A guy from Earthrealm, uh, who's a former gang gang member, like mercenary, who's um, knocking on Death's door. He literally is just like walking through Outworlds, like, "Hey, this guy's almost dead," um, just for fun. Would you say he's he, knock knock knocking on Heaven's door? He he is in theory knock knock knocking on Heaven's door. Do you know what the first uh, time I heard that song was by Avril Lavigne? It was a cover. Remember her? That, oh, that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe the theory? And have you heard the theory that she has been replaced? She has been replaced. (laughs) I don't, but I fucking love it. Uh, There is no better song, well, no better album than her first album, Avril Lavigne's Let Go. Uh, I could probably, I could be convinced. Like, um, what's the one which is on the bridge? And she goes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." It was sampled by Rihanna later. Um, Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes. And it starts mm-hmm. with a sad cello. And then Rihanna sampled it. And everyone's like, oh my God, Rihanna's amazing. And I was like, do not with this Avril er- Erasure. That's you know Avril's I mean? cello, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would lie in my bed like, as, a, like a, yeah. as a 12-year-old staring at the ceiling being like, I agree with you, Avril. I don't know who they are, but I, I am with you. Oh. <laughs> I properly felt every emotion. And then when she sang songs like... Um, spinning around and around life's a mobile and i was like yes avril my life is a mobile my 13 year old life everything's so difficult my life is a mobile oh yeah i haven't i haven't got fulfilled my dreams i'm already 13 years old (laughs) it's a it's a one it's one to revisit ben honestly honestly avril levine we stand uh i i revisit it uh from time to time that is an album where at the time i was i mean if you were 12 i was 16 or 17 i guess right Am I right? Yeah, probably. Almost 32, you're 27. It's like four or five year difference. Yeah, I was 16 or 17. And and uh, I, uh, at the time, was like, I can't, I can't let people know I, I like this. So I got to be cool and not like really listen to it. 
Um, and then by college, it came around where we'd play it in rock band all the time. Me and my dude friends would get together and be like, let's fucking do Skater Boy. And they're just like, uh, <laughs> it worked out. I was able to embrace it. So after this, um, after this, I want you to go and listen to Mobile by Avril Lavigne because like okay. the the lyrics are like, um, instead of waking up to another TV guide, it's time to turn around, turn and walk on this crazy ground. <laughs> it's like, oh, hell yeah. Everything's changing when I turn around, all out of my control. I'm a mobile. <laughs> so it's not a phone. It's like one of those ones above your bed as a child. And in my bed, oh, I was my like, God. my God, Avril, this ground is so crazy. I can feel, I feel like a mobile too. <laughs> <laughs> what an icon. Uh, I think about her all the time. I hope she's doing <laughs> wow. okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it does not seem like she is, but I, I also, <laughs> I, ho- I hope that she is. Um, <laughs> we keep getting distracted. So he's now with Kabul. Kabul he's with, is... He's with Cabal. Cabal, Cabal. knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's door. Like Avril. Um, like Avril. And uh, this is such a sidebar, but Havoc is literally just like, he restores him to health. And then says, yeah. hey, you used to be a gang member? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you should go back to Earth and you should make that gang again and uh, create some chaos in Earthrealm. And he's like, uh. okay. And that's it. <laughs> he's just like, bye. And <laughs> they, they don't really hang out again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love completely irrelevant plot points. That's fair. Oh, yeah. So Havoc, uh, he gets back to our world and he bumps into Shujinko, who's now an old man. Um, okay. And he sees that Shujinko is launching an assault on the Dragon King's temple um to try to defeat the dragon king and uh it's the dragon king saying, a dragon he's a he's like a dragon man yeah right okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you he closed his possible. lips Therefore, therefore, Mortal Kombat is bullshit. The end. Well, all right. I guess we can wrap it up here. Uh... (laughs) You know what, though? I like the commitment that you tried. Uh, Dear listener, dear dear reader, um, Ben tilted his head back and gargled it like it was mouthwash. And then I saw the panic in his eyes as his lips closed. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, am I going to drown? And I had to, I had to, like. Anyway, sorry. Logistics. Of, we've already we've already talked about how <laughs> yeah. eating, eating, drinking, shitting, and doing anything on this yeah, planet. Yeah, it's chaotic anyway. So. so chaos. Um, he's gonna get. He's gonna get. Uh, don't tell me the name. I'm gonna write. I've written down a list of names. He's gonna get Shujenko to and his like, elderly friends to kill mm-hmm. the Dragon King, and then mm-hmm. he's just gonna go over and eat the heart because he's a lazy. He's just lazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And right. just for extra context, it's Shujinko and a ghost and a ninja made up of a thousand ghosts and uh, a Native American warrior who has the power to uh, create constructs of energy and uh, a couple other people that are okay, cool. to defeat Onaga. Yeah. Fab. So, so uh, they do defeat Onaga. Like an but... inclusive, like an inclusive Fantastic Four. Yes, but it's like right. a Fantastic Six or Seven. Yeah, something like that. Right. Okay. Cool. It's less yeah. catchy, but it's bad. It's an interdimensional. Yeah. So. Um, so they do succeed in killing Onaga. The issue is that uh, Havoc does not manage to eat his heart because Onaga uh, is sent to the... They defeat him by sending him to the Nether Realm, which is like if hell was an entire dimension. Um, I mean, that's what my Nether Realms are. Am I right? <laughs> fucking zing. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> send him to Michael's Nether Realm, and, uh, <laughs> and that's where Onaga goes. Um, Onaga, Poor by thing. the way, I would say like top five characters that people draw smutty uh, art of. Oh, really? He's kind of thick. I think that's part of it. Um, right. And people, okay. just generally speaking, I think on the internet, people like just to draw de- like uh, dragon thick, dicks. Thick as uh, in two Cs, not as in thick. Yes. C- oh, I'd, say, I'd argue that in both senses he is. Yeah. Oh, I the, see. The dragon okay. has a thick hide, I would say. Um, uh, in the in the more literal, like, T-H-I-C-K Right, yeah. Um, I mean, sense. spelling is a minefield in this whole world. Right. In Mortal Kombat, I would say he's probably T-H-I-K-K. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay cool so it's in- so the the well sorry what were you no it's, it's just interesting i'm just thinking about um fan fiction porn <laughs> oh, I'll send quite- some links. Um- oh no thank you <laughs> i respectfully decline <laughs> oh, okay so you'll take a recipe from selassie but i can't send you a picture of the dragon king onaga and his giant hog just going to town on uh an outworlder Yes, yes, I would could, okay. I would agree. Yes, that's I guess correct. I guess saying it out loud it does. It makes more sense. Yeah. I'm not really into okay. fictional bestiality, Ben. It's not really my thing. Understood. Understood. Not here to kink, yeah. not here to kink shame. But I mean, some he's he's bipedal. Cool. He's humanoid. He's just he's a dragon. Yeah, but I mean, like someone with what, who's like one penal is is too much sometimes to me. Like I can't be asked with two. Do you know what I mean? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I really like bipenal as a way to describe one of two dicks. <laughs> Honestly, uh, one's too much maintenance sometimes. Yeah, I, I get it. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so Havoc is like, ship has sailed on the whole Onaga plan. No necromancy for me. I'll just go back to the Chaos Realm, do my Chaos thing, and, yeah. and wait for another opportunity to do something chaotic. Some years passed. Uh, Havoc hears that there is a battle that is going to happen uh, in another realm entirely called Edenia. And it's like this long prophesized battle where the forces of light and the forces of darkness um, from across all of the realms will fight against each other at the base of this pyramid. And whoever gets to the top of the pyramid um, will fulfill this prophecy by taking on the uh, power of the one being and essentially being able to destroy and remake the realms however they'd like. Um, that sounds like fun. That sounds like sounds, a Sims. It's a... It's <laughs> the Sims. Whoever right? makes it to the top of this pyramid has the power to play the Sims. But we, but and, for real... Are there cheat codes? Like, can they get extra money yeah, to recreate them? Yeah, you can them? close off the walls. You get unlimited simoleons. You can uh, close off the walls and put a fireplace in there so the sim burns. Oh, gosh, um, we love that. We love to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, ha- so Havoc is like, I want to play the sims. And so right. he, goes, he goes to this pyramid, um, and he's like, if I get the power of the one being, I can destroy the realms. I can make every realm chaos. Realm chaos forever and ever. Do you know and what I like about Havoc is that he he knows what he wants. Do you know what I mean? Like it's very, his motivations yeah. Oh, yeah. are very clear and they don't change. He's like, this is what I want. And when he doesn't get it, he's like, oh, okay. I'll just go back to where I, I am. I'll go back to my house. That's okay. He knows what he wait. wants and he goes for it. He goes but for he's it. Also, but he's quite chill. Like some yeah. people would go for something. If they didn't get it, they'd be furious. He's just like, oh, right. okay. I'll just, I'll just toddle on back and wait for the next chance. Like I respect yeah. that about him. That's nice. He doesn't beat himself up about missed opportunities. He just no. quite we, we, beats we could, himself up in, in the sense of like, 
mutilating his body. But apart from the mutilation, I think there's a lot we could learn from Havoc in terms of just being like, go for your goals. If you don't get them, that's okay. You just go back and yeah. peel back some more flesh. You do you, Han. Like, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, get ready for the heel turn. So, Oh, no. <laughs> so Havoc goes to the battle at this pyramid. Right. Um, and dies. Like, in, like pretty quickly. It's I mean, it's every warrior ever. They're all there. Havoc is small potatoes in the grand scheme of things. And that's the end of the podcast. Lovely. To, so Havoc's dead at the end. You'd think. Oh, he comes back. Well, the here's heart. what happens. Two people get to the top of the pyramid. And the two people that get there are this one bad god and this one good god. Raiden, who's been mentioned before, the god of thunder who protects Earth. Um, the bad so god Thor. is going to win. The bad god is going to take on, yeah, it's a Thor, Loki type vibe. Um, right. You know, early MCU. So uh, Thor, uh, sorry, <laughs> Raiden is going to... <laughs> Uh, he's going to die, and this bad god's going to win, and this bad god's going to take the power of the one being, and that's bad, right? So Raiden right. sends a message back in time. Who put the power at the top of the pyramid? What a stupid thing to do. To hide it somewhere uh, better, do you know what I mean? other gods, like a long time ago, and the pyramid was underground, but they... No, this is like some stupid Harry Potter philosopher's stone bullshit. Like, hide well, it better. It's extremely, yeah. It's very, it's very Harry Potter, because there's a whole yeah. prophecy, and my son's the one, and he's going to get the pyramid. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um... Raiden is like, there's only one way to stop these events from happening. Uh, I have to send a message back in time to my younger self to change history. Um, so he sends a message back in time to his younger self to warn his younger self to change the way things go. And so what he says is, uh, so he, he so he win. so he had he had a quick chat with um, with the Russo brothers, and yeah. they stole the plot of Thanos and uh, of Avengers. Uh, yeah. What's the one after Endgame? It was Endgame, yeah. Oh, the, what was, was on before was, that? Uh, oh, Infinity War and Endgame, Infinity yeah. It was, so it basically, was... Thanos is about to snap his fingers, and mm -hmm. this guy's gone like, oh no, actually what we'll do is we'll just reverse time, fix it all, and go back. Pretty much, Basically, yeah. I would say it was, say, it was an is, embarrassing uh, rip-off of, of Endgame, yeah. Or Endgame, the, rather, was an embarrassing rip-off of, of Mortal Kombat. Well, as, we've, as we know, this is essentially um, biblical in nature, and has been passed down mm -hmm. um, through generations. Yes. I, I do feel like it's um, very nearly the and it was all a dream narrative device it's, it's in that uh well kind of basically what winds up happening is they, they're, they're kind of clever with it he sends back in time a quick message before his head gets splattered on this pyramid and all he could really get out is the phrase he must win and so what happens is raiden in the past is trying to interpret that message and so some things do get better and some things get way way worse in this new timeline so it's, it's kind still, of like a sideways I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's still lazy because you <laughs> run out of storyline. So you just go back to the previous storyline and go, oh, what if they just chose cheese on toast instead of beans? And then the whole world is different. I mean, we've seen that film a hundred times. It's a no from me. I'm so sorry. I love the phrase, what if they chose cheese on toast instead of beans? Because I know in my mind it's playing off of a, a breakfast thing, but neither of those things are breakfasts uh, in America. Uh... I don't um, think it's a breakfast thing. I think it's oh, just like a okay. it's a, it's like just a, a lunch snack. kind of. It's just, okay, a, it's just a, snack. a snack, Ben. Uh, and let's not let's not like ascribe food times. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Okay, yeah, food food can be eaten whenever you want to eat it. You're a grown adult now. You've got a child. You can do what you true. want. If you want that's to have true. ice cream for breakfast, why don't you? If you want to have granola for dinner, why don't you? Oh my God! You just reminded me that I got the Dolly Parton special edition ice cream yesterday, and it's uh, in my freezer. I, I haven't eaten it yet. I beg your pardon. Dolly Parton has an ice cream. Dolly Parton has an ice cream 
that sold out so fast that we didn't get any of it, even though we are massive Dolly Parton fans. My wife and I went to Dollywood, Dolly's theme park. Have um, you heard the podcast about Dolly? Dolly. Yes, it's wonderful. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. I, I love her so much. Um, and uh, uh, we didn't get the ice cream. We were really sad. And then yesterday, we've just started to be able to have a couple of friends who've been vaccinated come over. And a friend came over and she brought us a pint oh, of the Dolly Parton ice cream. And we lost our minds. And I totally forgot last night. My goal was to try it. I haven't tried it yet. Well, so do you know I what? Will, I will have... be having some ice cream for breakfast after this. And you can have it for breakfast. You, yeah. you live your life. But, but what, we, what we were saying was that Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat is lazy and shit. And that's where we were. Agree to disagree. Uh, so they go, we go back <laughs> in time. We go back in time. And here's what happens in this timeline. So in the first timeline, Havoc was pretty chill, right? You know, he, yeah, we liked he wanted to do his thing. Um, in this timeline... Because events play out a little bit differently, Havoc is becomes fixated on something that turns into a, into a much more villainous figure than he ever was before. He makes worse decisions this go around in the uh, in the interests of chaos. Um, so here's what happens. So in this timeline, um, Havoc is not approached by Shujinko. Everything before the Shujinko thing more or less plays out the same: Chaos Realm, Order Realm, War. The, the the all that stuff same same deal um so havoc's hanging out instead of being approached by shujinko havoc is approached by a sorcerer named quan chi um quan chi uh approaches havoc and says i am looking for um a specific amulet it is called the amulet of shinnok and it contains the soul of shinnok who is my former boss a, a an elder god who uh, betrayed the other elder gods and is totally evil. He's like the Lucifer of the uh, Mortal Kombat franchise. Um, Shinnok is trapped in this amulet, and I want the amulet, and I'm looking for it. Um, Havoc, can you help me find it? And Havoc is like, well, what do I get in return if I find this extremely powerful amulet that contains the soul of an Elder God? Um, and Quan Chi says, well, here's the deal. I can only unleash him using the Kamidogu daggers. Because the Kamidogu daggers have the Harajuku girls. They have the Harajuku girls who are crafted with blood magic um, because they have the blood of the one being on them still. So you can do blood magic, which is very dangerous, very chaotic magic. So what he says to Havoc is in exchange for your help, I will teach you how to do blood magic um, and then uh, help me find the amulet and then give me the amulet when you find it. And then I'll let you have the Kamidogu daggers and you could do even more powerful blood magic. And right. so Havoc, Havoc decides in this moment, fuck this Quan Chi guy, I want the amulet. So I'm going to deceive him, use the blood magic he taught me to get the amulet for myself. And he comes up with this, right. this bonkers scheme that involves a plan where he's going to manipulate several people across decades in order to get this amulet. So here's what he does. First, he approaches... Uh, he finds this guy to be his patsy, this guy named Reiko, who's like a general in Outworld, this random soldier in Outworld. Um, he carves onto like a tombstone when Reiko is a young man, the phrase Reiko's blood reigns and manipulates this guy Reiko through his entire life to believe he's meant for great things. He's meant to fulfill this prophecy and be something special. Um, when Reiko becomes an older guy and is crushed by the disappointment of realizing that he has not made 
anything meaningful of his life. <laughs> Can't um, relate, right? Like, right. <laughs> People told you you were made for great things, Reiko. You thought your blood would rain, and it didn't. And so when he's like on the on the precipice of basically hurling himself off a cliff, um, Havoc approaches Reiko and says, "Hi, Reiko." Have you heard of the prophecy Reiko's blood reigns? And Reiko's like, what? Yeah, how'd you hear of it? I did hear of that prophecy. Havoc's like, whoa, crazy. Um, well, uh, your blood totally will reign. I want to make you a blood god, but I have to use blood magic to do it. I'm going to cut you with this Kamidoku dagger, and then I will send you back to Outworld, and I will help you slowly attain power and become a blood god. Um and so he does that. He cuts him with the uh, Kamidogu dagger of the Chaos Realm and then sends him back to Outworld. Here's where things get even more complicated. I'm watching, yeah, Michael, I'm, I'm just watching. You're like, uh-huh, there's a dagger. There's another, yeah, there's, there's Outworld. There's a lot going on, and I can't help but think why. There was a perfectly good storyline that was already going. Like, you know what I mean? I was invested in the original, and I think because I, know, I was invested yeah. in the original, I'm both it's resistant like, and confused by the second. Yeah. Basically, think of it as like a Machiavellian thing where Havoc was like, all of the realms have their own Kamidogu dagger, and yeah, I have a I, large I, you know, plan. Like, I think I get all of that. I'm just like, I don't yeah, want yeah, to yeah. have to. You don't want because this. I, I understand. Like, I had the first, like, the first one was fine. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, Havoc like, you know 2.0 what? I, is definitely like, he's more significant, would, but he's less chill. Yeah, and I wouldn't have minded if the end of the story was on top of that stupid fucking pyramid, the yeah. the bad the bad god won, and I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, that's the end. Like, I feel like this is an unnecessary tangent, like when I was talking about yeah. Avril Lavigne earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest yeah. with you, Michael. This happens every time you get to that second timeline, and people are like, wait, hold on. Yeah, and, I just, uh, I get it. There's, I mean, with the greatest respect, Ben, there was barely any need for the first timeline. Never yeah. mind this second one. Right. Now there's two. Like, we've all got places to be. There's no need to continue the book or whatever the fuck this is. Is it a film? Is it a book? Is it a game? This is, um, we're in a comic book spinoff of the video game territory right now. <laughs> okay. I'm, just, I'm happy to continue, but just know I think it's stupid yes. and we can carry on. I understand. I will say uh, you may be more interested to know that it's about to get a lot more campy. Well, I'm, I mean, as, as long as there's some high kicking, like, old men. Give me some kicks. Okay. Then we're going to be great. <laughs> Here's what he does. He sends Reiko back to Outworld, knowing that Outworld is engaged in a civil war, and the other side, from Reiko's side of the civil war, has Outworld's Kamidogu dagger. So he's like, I'm going to make Reiko really powerful with this blood magic, send him back to his army. They're going to be so powerful that the other side of the army is like, we have to use blood magic too. That works. The general from the other side of the army cuts himself with the outworld Kamidogu dagger, and now he has blood magic. And now, um, basically, Havoc has managed to use something called the blood code, using his blood magic to control anyone who cuts himself with the Kamidogu dagger. He can influence them, like they, like he's in their mind. Right. So now he controls the outworld Kamidogu dagger, he controls the chaos realm Kamidogu dagger, and he controls these different warriors. Chaos, uh, chaos, 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 chaos. Now he goes to Earthrealm, and he goes to a ninja clan called the Shirai Ryu. Because we and, have those. Uh, we have those. This is the Japanese ninja clan. There's also a Chinese ninja clan called the Lin Kuei. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I won't. Don't worry. 
<laughs> he goes, it, the, he goes na- the name has the name has instantly left my mind, Ben. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he goes to the Shirayu because they're guarding Earthrealm's Kamidogu dagger. He right. convinces a student at this clan to cut himself with a dagger, um, and then he goes crazy and slaughters the entire clan. Um, another ninja named Sub Zero who is from the uh, Lin Kuei, and he's a ninja who has ice powers and is the boyfriend of Smoke, the demon-possessed guy that I'll, I'll mention later. Great. Oh, um, we have queers. Fab. Yes. Um, he goes to I'm already rooting for Sub-Zero. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, the gay, I love him. <laughs> I don't know who uh, he is. <laughs> you and everyone else. Everyone loves Sub-Zero. <laughs> he's the best. He has ice powers, and he's a ninja, and he can make little ice men and also ice swords. Oh. Cute. So he comes to protect the dagger because he's like, shit went down at the Shirayu. Some child slaughtered the whole clan. I have to go protect this dagger because I'm kind of a good guy. He gets the dagger. He goes back to his clan. Uh, his clan has been turned into cyborgs and he has to fight them all. So he cuts himself with the Kamidoku dagger. Boom. Aww. Now Havoc controls Sub-Zero as well and Earthrealm's Kamidoku dagger. Um... Havoc's Raiden, doing great. He's doing great Havoc here. Havoc is cleaning up. Yeah. Uh, Raiden, the god that I mentioned who protects Earthrealm, Thor. recognizes somebody is manipulating people across the realms into using the Kamidogu dagger, and they're using blood magic. Might be some kind of demon. I don't know. I have to stop them. So Raiden, knowing the only way to fight blood magic is with more blood magic, gets the remaining Kamidogu daggers oh, no. and cuts cut himself. Oh, Thor, come on. No. Honestly, okay. Raiden's the biggest dumbass. He's such an idiot. Yeah. I mean, he created oh, this whole timeline and he's already fucking up. Yeah. So Havoc has now succeeded in getting. I mean, all good of for Havoc. Do you know what I mean? Going. Like, Havoc's like smashed it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Raiden's an idiot, but like, go for, go, good, good for Havoc. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Havoc's cleaning up. He's like, I made a plan. I enacted that plan. It is working for me. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Havoc is like time to go to the end game. It's Avengers end game time. So uh, he starts collecting the Kamidogu daggers from the people he's driven insane. So it's time to bring everyone together. Uh, so he goes to Earthrealm um, where he meets resistance briefly from the only surviving members of the Shirai Ryu, that clan that got slaughtered by a child. Um, he meets the only two surviving members, Hanzo Hasashi and his student Takeda Takahashi. Um, Hanzo is interesting because he's very camp. He goes by the name of Scorpion. He has literally been to hell and back and he can breathe fire. Um, no, no I have nothing to, nothing to add, really. I mean, that's sure. the campus of all camp. Totally isn't it, really? yes. I feel like there's a brand of poppers called Scorpion. Uh, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Fun Papu story. Because I was a theater kid in high school um, and was like the token straight in my friend group at one point, uh, they would like, while we were hanging out, be like, hey, try this. I'd be like, what is it? And then they'd be like, poppers. Aww. And then we would just jump on a trampoline and do poppers. When I was like 16. <laughs> that's, kind, that's kind of pure in a, in a sad sort of way, isn't it, really? <laughs> I have fun. <laughs> <laughs> And I bet you felt very relaxed and sometimes had headaches. <laughs> that's the that's the size of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Camp Camp Scorpion with his fire breathing um, and his poppers. 
Well, Havoc sees Scorpion and is like, um, you're an agent of chaos. You're obviously an agent of chaos. Like, we should be buds. Um, are you interested in being my servant? And Scorpion's like, no. <laughs> uh, so Havoc, you know what? It's, it's nice that Havoc asked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, he could have just enslaved him, but Havoc was like, no, I'm actually going to see if this can be consensual. I'm assuming, uh, I don't tell me what happens next, but I'm assuming yeah. he asked him consensually. He said no, and he went, well, the options are I kill you or I enslave you, but I did ask. So my that prediction is, is exactly that he kills what him. he says, and he kills him, yes. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it serves him right, but he did ask in the first place, and that's polite. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he's like, Scorpion, if you won't let me control your cool hell dude powers, um, then I'm just going to kill you. Yeah, and but he, like he gave, he gave him the option, and Scorpion chose to die, and that's very admirable, mm-hmm. but that's Scorpion's yeah. fault, not Havoc's. I'm not putting that at Havoc's door. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Havoc goes to his home base, which is on a place called Shang Tsung's Island, because it's an island that used to be owned by a guy named Shang Tsung, who is now dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, he gets works. to his home base. Yeah. He gets to his home base, and um, he's now amassed, like, some servants, and Reiko's hanging out there. Um, and his guards discover... Oh, yeah. He's booked. he's booked, and he's blessed, Ben, and we love to see it. He's both, he deserves he's this. He's it's time for the end game. He's got his little palace on this right, island. Yeah, and like last time he's this happened, time. it didn't. Go, last time this happened, he died pretty quickly. So like he's doing well yeah. this time, and that's great. We love. Yeah, you I know, don't know we if love he's to see like him. super cognizant. Yeah, he's thriving. He's thriving. Yes. And so his his dudes they discover that the island has been infiltrated by two uh, agents from U.S. special forces, literally just a branch of the U.S. government. Okay. Um, Cassie Cage and Jackie Briggs. And okay, the these two are of them, shit, shit names, but carry on. No offense to any Cassies <laughs> or Jackies listening. Actually, do you know what? I like the name Cassie, but just not in Mortal Kombat. Of, yeah. 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 Also worth noting, Cassie Cage spells it with two Cs, which is very weird. Ah, uh, it's a um, no for me. Two hard Cs, are you kidding me? So um, <laughs> Havoc discovers them, imprisons them, um, and then... Sorry, I'm just thinking about the opposite of a hard C for Cassie Cage. It would just be Sassy Sage, which is actually much more fun. Sassy Sage is a fun name. I could yeah, say I mean, I it's, a, it's a drag Sassy name. Yeah. It, it sounds very much like a really camp witch that you would come to kind of smoke out your home. Sure. Like, like, like with a witch sage or like with weed? Yeah, well, yeah, but like, that's what she would do. Well, both, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I can picture, Initially, like, you're hiring her to do the sage thing, but then she's actually someone like, to hang out with. So you're like... Yeah, yeah. And she's got a yeah. business called Sassy Sage because, like, she... Because it works for her name, but she sweeps in yeah. and she's wearing she's wearing everything as hemp, and she's got unkempt yes. grey frizzy hair and big horn rimmed glasses, and she's smoking a blunt and she's waving some sage around in the air, and she yeah. kind of runs manically around every room and just like sits panting on your sofa. That's the image yeah. I have of Sassy Sage. Kind of describing Professor Trelawney, I guess. A little bit, but like less with a uh, less of a transphobic less- creator. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think no think of it. Allowed. No, think about a bigger, like a like a bigger, more built sassy sage, um, and a bit more kind of like loosey goosey. I mean, I, I swear I was listening to what you were talking about afterwards. I can't tell you what you said. No, but I, I get was it. There's a there's a it. sassy sage esque character named Cetrion actually in the most recent Mortal Kombat game. Cetrion with a soft C. Yes. <laughs> I see. Yes. Okay. Honestly, yes. <laughs> So Cassie, uh, okay. Cassie Cage and Cassie Patricia, and whatever her captured. name was. Oh, Jackie. Cassie, <laughs> Cassie Cage and Jackie Briggs get captured by Havoc, and then Havoc looks at Cassie. You're gonna love this. Recognizes that Cassie is the daughter of a guy named Johnny Cage. 
ah. who is significant because he many is of it. he is America's most famous action movie star. Oh, stop it! And and the person who defeated Shinnok in the first place and sealed Shinnok away in that amulet that everyone is seeking. And the way that John so basically Cage, what happened was that the movie National Treasure happened or whatever it is when he's in that fucking um, yep. museum. Mm-hmm. That that's mm-hmm. what's happened. That is referencing kind that. of more specifically. It was like Johnny Cage was a movie star who wanted to prove that he could do his own stunts. So you so mean Nicholas Cage? Immortal- we're, we're, yeah. we're talking about Nicholas Cage. We're talking about Nicholas. Um, Nicholas Cage was an action movie star who wanted to prove that he could do his own stunts. So he entered the Mortal Kombat tournament. And ultimately wanted discovering that he did, in fact, have magical uh, abilities. Um, and the magic actually came from his ancestry as part of a Mediterranean war cult that had a special green magic that only manifested when someone you loved was in danger. Anyway. Uh, so how, so. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> how do you know all of, like, do, is this like assumed knowledge when you're reading? No, well, I'm assuming you've got a lot of time. Um, but yeah. like when you're reading the comics or whatever, do they assume that you know this or are there just like lots of footnotes? Um. Uh, they mostly assume. My God. There's I mean, some I, resetting of the narrative. I for, don't want to do the all the work. Reader. No. Like, I wouldn't want to do the work. Which is why I'm here, I yeah. suppose. Um, so right, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage so, is there. Well, Nicolas Cage is the father of Cassie Cage. So Havoc looks at Cassie Cage and says, you must also have that very powerful magic that defeated Chinook. I want it. I'm going to try to get it out of you by making you fight my minions and making Jackie your friend. Maybe she's your girlfriend. I don't know what your relationship is. I'm also going to make her fight people. And if oh, she's is, in it, danger, is it is it queer baiting or is it just like ambiguous? Um, it's 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 pretty explicitly not that eventually because Jackie winds up dating someone else. Okay, Ben. So bisexuality exists. But it's it's well, it's the kind of thing where it's like their relationship is clearly so different. It's possible that she's attracted to women that just aren't on screen at any point but her relationship is very different from her relationship to cassie so at the very least okay. they are not in a relationship she may okay. be bisexual she's not with cassie um okay that's a shame but okay yes yeah um where's the romance in this thing well um there's melina she's she's in a romantic relationship with uh jade there's a there's an epic um there's an epic romance between these characters, Liu Kang and Katana, that that crosses dimensions and timelines. There's a lot of romance, actually. Havoc, just in particular, well, doesn't right. have a, Okay, as long as they're not all too self-involved. Yeah. So, so, anyway, so Cassie and Jackie are fighting off the minions. They're fighting the minions from minions. The minions are like, banana. And then... Um, <laughs> uh, Good joke. That was a solid yeah. joke. To that. 10 out of 10. Um, <laughs> Um, but basically he can't get Cassie to manifest her magic. He's really just killing time because what he's really waiting for is the other warriors to arrive with the Kamidogu daggers. That happens. Reiko, the outside, the outworld armies start doing battle. They're all blood magic up. Uh, Raiden shows up with his Kamidogu daggers. It's time to wrap everything up. So uh, Havoc manages to subdue all of the warriors and reveal the end of his master plan. Basically the people he's corrupted are the like chosen champions that would have fought in Mortal Kombat. And using, he basically, he ties them all up, drains their blood, creates a goblet full of champion blood. He gets 
Reiko to drink the champion blood, and he says, "Now because, I have because, to do it. because he can't drink it himself, as we've dis- established earlier. Yes, he, he would just gargle and and exactly. he'd struggle. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So he doesn't. Uh, it's time to finish the ritual. He's like, you just have to drink all this champion blood. Then I'm going to cut you with all the Kamidogu daggers at once, and you'll finally become a blood god, and your blood will rain, Reiko. And so he stabs Reiko with all the knives, rain promising to turn him into me. a blood job. Am I right? Blood god." Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Lady Gaga was thinking about. And Ariana. Yes, rain Lady Gaga was, of course, talking about me. the rain of blood when Reiko becomes a blood god. Rain on me, and... tsunami, rain on me. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you cross, you cross the 90-minute mark of hearing about Mortal Kombat, and your brain just starts turning into jelly, and synapses are firing in my head, like I don't know if you've seen the seen the music video, but they do this thing where their legs are like slightly wider than the hips hip width apart, and the hands are down with the palms facing back, but they're stretched out and they're just jumping in the rain. That's what's happening yes. in my head. But it's Lady Gaga Honestly, is havoc, much, and Rain and yeah. Rain on is as Ariana. Um, I yeah, see it. I'm, ha- I'm having a great time in my head. Hands <laughs> 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 up to the sky. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry as you were <laughs> you know, now looking at my notes I'm like what was the alright so uh, <laughs> they do all that Reiko is like I'm doing it I'm a god and that's where Havoc reveals the truth um, all of a sudden Reiko's like why Why do I feel such hunger I need more blood I can't possibly drink enough blood what's happening to me that and that's where Havoc reveals I did not make you into a blood god I simply made you into a vessel for the for Sh- for Shinnok's amulet, this was the process of using blood magic to reveal it and unlock it. Um, I you needed to drink champion blood, get stabbed by the things, and now you've become a vessel for Shinnok's amulet. Your body is literally forming it right now, and have and Reiko's like, "What are you talking about?" And Havoc smashes Reiko's skull, oh, cool. and inside of his brain is the amulet, Shinnok's amulet. Havoc finally oh. has it. Now he's ready to conquer every Wait, realm. Where was the amulet before? Where was it? Be, where was it before? It was like in a like dark pocket dimension, where the only way to like manifest it in reality was, was to use right. blood magic and do this whole arcane ritual. And where is and where's Thor while all of this is happening? He's there, still like transfixed with like blood magic, like tripping out. Oh, so he's just watching yeah. it happening. Mm-hmm. With he's no like a, he's, he's at like five a.m. stoned. Yeah, pretty much. Right, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I had to text the writer of the comic books that explained this stuff this morning to make sure I had it right because it was so complex. And thankfully I had the ability to text him because he's been on the show It sounds very simple to me. I mean, I'm kind of getting it. Then he and I have done a great job. Yeah. (laughs) So um, here's kind of where Havoc's story actually does finally wrap up. Uh, Havoc now has the amulet. He's ready to conquer the realms. Um, and spread chaos everywhere. And he's like, fuck Quan Chi. Oh, uh, do you know what? I hope he does. Do you know what? Like, he's worked really hard. Yeah. I'm, assuming, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming he do. doesn't, but I'm kind of rooting for well, him. Unfortunately, you assume correctly, and thus you yeah. uh, have not made an ass out of you and me, as people say. Not out uh, of me, but perhaps out of you, because you could have like tried to persuade me otherwise. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I could have mm-hmm. I could have stewed away. Uh, so he has the amulet, and he's like, I'm ready to go. And that's when all of a sudden this portal opens up. And he is oh, attacked as by... As they often do at the most inopportune moments, Ben. <laughs> classic. I mean, this is a beat that was, again, pretty pretty much ripped off directly in Avengers Endgame. Um, but the portal <laughs> opens up and outsteps Takeda Takahashi, 
Scorpion student, the only living survivor of the Shirai Ryu, um, who watched Scorpion get killed by Havoc. Oh, before. right. Yeah. So the, um, <clears throat> the, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the, what are they called? Ninjas. The ninjas. Yes. Yeah. And the ninjas. And so he's like, it's time for revenge. He starts fighting Havoc, but he's actually, he's going to die. He's not going to win. Havoc has become too powerful. Right. And that's when Scorpion shows up again. He says, oh, I've returned to hell and back king. before. I'm back from hell again, bitch. Yeah. The gays, the gay, honestly, send the gays to hell. They will come back. Yeah. You they can't, are you can't no. keep them in hell. You can't, you can't keep do a good it. gay down. You just can't. You just can't. <laughs> and like, I mean, as, as Lil Nas X showed us recently, hell ain't that bad. You know what I mean? It's true. Like, it's he true. was having a fab time down there. He went down there and he was like, oh my God. Is, is Scorpion Lil Nas X? That's in who he is sense, in my head now. I would with, say, yeah, Scorpion is, is Lil Nas X esque. Right. Yeah, so it's I like in it. my head, he's like climbed back up that pole that he was dancing on in hell. Yeah. And he's yeah. got the big red, dre- red dreadlocks and he's got his it's massive yellow, black yeah. high heels. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ruin my fantasy, Ben. Scorpion okay. Nazex has reappeared yeah. through an Avengers portal and has come to slay, metaphorically and literally. Oh, very literally. He pulls Havoc's head off like a soft cheese. He just oh. rips it off his shoulders. Yeah. Oh, that, you know, that's delicious. I feel sad. It, Do you know, no, no, no let's, let's take a minute because it's, it's a shame when someone's life work doesn't pay off. So I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I'm sad that Havoc in two timelines has failed. But actually, I take back... Sl- not all of, but some of my dissatisfaction earlier that there was a second timeline because at least have it got a bit further well, on, the, on the way. Tiny yeah. little coda, tiny little coda for you. Oh, great. That doesn't close the door on Havoc forever. Don't worry, it is over. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Scorpion brings Havoc's head down to hell and hands it over to Quan He slides Chi, back the down the big had, pole. He slides down the fire pole to hell. Yeah. The big pole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he hands the head back to Quan Chi, who was the guy that hired Havoc in the first place to help him get the amulet. Right. Um, and Quan Chi says, thank you, Scorpion, puts Havoc's head on the ground. Havoc is not quite dead yet because, as we've established, people don't he's really like a, die in the Chaos Realm. They're he's a bit like, like, a, it's like a chicken. If you cut off the head, they keep running around. So, like, yeah. yes. Yeah. So Havoc's head is like chickens famously he's like, that. I will spread chaos. Oh, chickens hundred percent borrowed that from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, blatantly ripped it off from Mortal Kombat. So he takes Havoc's head and uh, Havoc is still bragging. He's like, I'll get you. I'm gonna I'll still spread oh. chaos. And Quan Chi stomps on Havoc's head, smashing it into a paste. Um however, last detail, Havoc is obviously dead in that case, right? His head got pasted. Um yeah, one of body. the one of the writers of Mortal Kombat uh, comics, Sean Kittleson, actually, who I did, again, texted this morning, recently clarified that you cannot die if you're a Chaos Roamer unless, like, all of reality ceases to exist. And in the most recent Mortal Kombat game, there was an implication that Havoc was back in the Chaos Realm living his Havoc life. So... Do you know Havoc- what I hope for Havoc? I hope that Havoc gets back to his Chaos Realm when he's like, do you know what? This is enough. What I hope for him is that he learns what's enough for him. And I hope that yeah. the chaos realm is enough that he's able to just live out his chaos fantasy, making it work with all those people saying hello and goodbye backwards and not being able to drink. Yeah. Like, I hope that's where he's able to let, live out his days. He deserves that. Like, he's tried hard. But I do, yes. st- I stand Scorpion Nazex, our king. I think that's great. Good I mean, for Scorpion him. Scorpion is you know. the best. He's basically the main character of Mortal Kombat, some would say. 
The right. episode covering him is very long. Although I will say this is actually this is we get we've managed to get up there for my boy Havoc, which makes me pretty happy. Because it's I because I Havoc. probably I got I got quite distracted by Avril Lavigne and Shrek halfway through, but I mean it's mainly to two do with of Havoc, the I most think. important pillars of I would say in my life. So I <laughs> modern, uh, modern culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, so that is the end of Havoc's story. I'm curious, do you have any, any other thoughts that you didn't manage to voice on, on Havoc? Uh, do you know life? what? I'm actually, I'm going to Google Havoc. H-A-V-I-K. Yeah, I'm curious how much he lines up with your imagination of him. Oh, no, he's wearing, too many, he's wearing a lot more clothes than I had in my head. <laughs> well, isn't that always the case? Uh, do you know what? No, I think he does. He's quite handsome, actually, for someone who only has half a face. Hmm. Uh, well, some of the some of the pictures. No, I like them. I I think yeah. I think he. I think in my head it was he had more of a humanoid top of his face. Yeah. Um. But everything else lines up. I think I prefer him when he's got a green body rather than a white one. Yeah. Um, because we're all a tired of body. white people at this point, aren't we? Yes. Speaking as uh, there's a, as a white there's myself. A, there's a picture of him next to Frank Grillo. I don't know who that is. Sorry, this is not Frank interesting Grillo. content. Wait, Havoc next to Frank Grillo, the actor. Well, now I don't yeah. know which Havoc you're looking at. Um, well, I just Googled Havoc. Um, hmm. I'll have to I'll have to look this up later. Do you know well, what? It's I'll... not a particularly interesting thing. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm having a wonderful time Googling, but no one can see me doing <laughs> it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not really describing what I'm seeing. I'm just looking. Um, I don't think well, I have many questions. I think my main... The, the question of why it is still there, um, <laughs> I think I... I find it a bit confusing as, as in terms of the actual gameplay of the game. I'm assuming well, you just play as one of the warriors because, like, it all seems too preordained. Are, a lot of the stories were told in, like, uh, here's the backstory of this one warrior in this game and here's what would happen if they won. Um, until the last few games, which turned into more like you're watching a movie and then periodically the movie would will turn it, like, and then these characters fight and then you play through the fight. Kind of. A, oh, I see. Yeah. Right. Okay, that makes more mostly sense. Mostly it's punch, punch, kick. Yeah. And um, what is the new film that I was hearing about? Like, what's I happening don't worry there? About that. Um, oh, okay. Oh, we don't feel good about the film. They made, they made a new movie. It it takes some liberties. A lot of people liked it. Is it live action? It is. Oh. That okay. said, there is an anime movie that came out last year. Anime movies normally win. Have you seen Sailor Moon? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's my fave. Love that now. Oh, anyway, into it recently, I'm obsessed with it. Love Sailor Moon. There's a new Sailor yeah. Moon movie coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's what got me into it. I got to watch the wee preview mm-hmm. of it, and I was like, oh my god, this is iconic. And also, Mamoru, I fancy. Like, hard. Yes. Like, well, I would ooh. say, if you want to dip your toe into Mortal Kombat stuff, there's an anime from last year that was very good called uh, Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. And it's all about the POV of Scorpion. And right. it gives you the whole, like, it's like, it's it, it's for someone who doesn't really know Mortal Kombat, it kind of fills everything in. Johnny Cage oh, is there. I'll, I'll think about it if he's attractive in it. Does he look good in it? Johnny Cage? No, I'm not interested. In it. Yeah, Scorpion. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm going to write that down. Scorpion. He's jacked. Yeah. Scorpion 2, did you say? Scorpion's no. Revenge. It's not Scorpion's a sequel. It's like, uh, it lives on its well, own. Yeah. Why did I have two? I was thinking about Shrek. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think... That's my questions. That was okay. very well. De- that was very well described to me. Um, I'm sorry for, for my resistance all the way through. <laughs> well, listen, that's how these things go. You know, you're being introduced to the whole world. It's overwhelming. It's even a little scary at times. So I think you, you, you handled it with a plum. And and uh, I also kudos for tracking a story that's literally 
the foundation is is chaos so yeah i mean we, we love chaos though well. chaos yeah. is camp we love chaos here in the <laughs> podcast um well that then leads us to the last segment of the show uh a little segment i like to call choose your destiny in which i ask you michael now that you know about Mortal Kombat, its many realms and creatures and races and, and uh, politics, uh, if you were to exist in the world of Mortal Kombat, who and what would you be? Uh, oh. Hmm. I quite like the idea <laughs> of being Scorpion, just because he sounds fab. Like it's quite nice to just come in at the end of a ma- of a, of a, of a like for example havoc as like there's been mm-hmm. a massive long story and I quite like the idea of Scorpion just coming in and being like no at the end that's <laughs> quite nice do you know what I mean just walking Still- in and being like absolutely not no I've been to yeah. hell and back and I'm not having this literally so in terms of like original character Michael Chakraverty in the world of Mortal Kombat it's I would like- be a ninja like a ca- I would be Scorpion's boyfriend okay. Yeah, Skyfriend. I'd be an, yeah. a Sky friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, with a K. Um, so I'd be a Sky friend, uh, a ninja, mm-hmm. who basically just accompanies Scorpion everywhere that he goes and kind of stands yeah. behind his back being like, yeah. Like, I wouldn't yeah. really do anything. I wouldn't really engage, but I would be present. Um, yeah. You're uh, one of those partners who kind of speaks in, like, the Wii, where it's like, we're over it. and like Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, like, I'd be the person standing behind him, like, being like a cheerleader, like, you go, Scorpion, you do that thing, but I'm just going to stand over here and watch you, and I think you're doing great. Like, you, like I'd be, like, right. a, a vocal supporter of what Scorpion was doing, but I wouldn't want to get my hands dirty because blood is dirty. Yeah, a bit of a hype man, as it were. Yeah, very much a hype man, but also okay. lover. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah. Phenomenal answer. <laughs> Michael... Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is truly a delight. I feel like I made That's a friend a for life. Time. Had a wonderful yeah. time. And, <laughs> yeah, this is great. Uh, if, uh, if people want more Michael in their lives, where can they find you? I am everywhere. Um, but also just in my house because of a pandemic. But um, you can find me on social media everywhere at MS Chakraverty. So M-S-C-H-A-K-R-A-V-E-R-T-Y. Um, and I'm there. Hard K. Love that hard K. I'm also it's not it's not Miss Chakraverty because it looks like Miss Chakraverty, which I didn't realize until a lot later. Um, I wasn't just being sassy. It's just my middle name is Stuart. So, um, but I quite like the ambiguity of it. It's like oh, Miss Chakraverty's got something to say. You know what I mean? That's quite fun. It is. It's fun. Yeah, it's got it's got perspective. It's got a voice to it. Yeah, it's um, quite camp. And then uh, uh, you have a podcast as well. I want to make oh, sure yes, you get I, to plug it. Yeah. I, I always forget and I get in trouble. <laughs> it's called Menkind um, and with a, with a hard K, a capital K. Um, and it's about, it's like I explore masculinity with a variety of different guests and my friend Mark. Um, and that is on all social media at Menkind Podcast. Oh, that was good. Well done. Thank you for telling me to plug that because I would have forgotten yeah, and then people absolutely. would have been cross. Happy to. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good podcast. I've listened. I've enjoyed it quite a bit. Oh, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you, audience, for listening. And as always, finish him. Oh. <laughs>